you think about the Giants, this was a team Big that blue. a lot of people were predicting to win the NFC East. Steve Trevelis. He had to call that one out. I did. Let me tell you something about the Giants. <laughs> You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. Myself, Chris Swenderman, along with my partner, Dan Tantillo, talking everything sports. You can find us on Twitter at the New Jersey Guys. Danny, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing well, and I really am excited to read this to you. Um, I just want to jump right into the topic right away because this is hysterical. Go ahead. Okay, so this is first a note from somebody that works at the New York Mets to a season ticket holder. Okay. Robert. They still have any of those, by the way? So, yeah, wait wait, to to hear this. Robert, thank you again for your support of the Mets. Hope you've received my voicemails. I haven't heard from you yet as your personal membership consultant. Look at me. Can't even read. And (laughs) I'd love to connect with you and learn more about what... Brings you out to Mets games. Also, it would be my pleasure to provide you with a behind-the-scenes look around City Field and share with you some more details about our most popular offerings. It'll be fun for you. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Go Mets. Warm regards, Dylan. Right? I would have said, first of all, before you read the response, my first answer would have been, what brings you out to the games? Pure misery. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that I love making myself miserable, that I love love torturing myself, but go on. So this was Robert's response to Dylan. Let's hear Robert's response, shall we? Dylan, buddy, I feel for you. I really do. You might have one of the toughest jobs in all of America. (laughs) I would rather be getting human feces thrown at me by prison inmates as a corrections officer than have your job. How in the world do you expect to get tickets sold for 2018 with this current team? Do you expect to use Hansel Robles and Tommy Malone as a bargaining chip? Or is it all about promoting Tim Tebow and his 226 single A average? They trade away every player they could for money, only to be spending this money to not improve the team in any way. The highlight of this pathetic season was Mr. Met giving the finger to a fan and a giant black dildo in Kevin Ploiecki's locker. Yeah, can't really argue with him. There's nothing fun to associate with the Mets. I don't need a personal membership consultant because I'm not buying tickets to this team until the Wilpons either sell the team or open up their wallets and let the cobwebs cobwebs out to actually putting a winning product on the field. And who the hell thought of the idea of turning City Field into a nine-hole golf course? They'll do anything for money, huh? Dylan, again, none of this was directed at you. You're doing your job and you're doing your incredibly difficult job, and I commend you for that. I apologize if you felt offended at all, but goddamn, this franchise is effing horrible and has ruined the last 25 years of my baseball life. Wow. Sincerely, your average Mets fan in 2017. So, essentially, you changed your name and just went with the... Uh, <laughs> I really wish I was cr- as creative as he is. You almost wish you would have wrote that, right? It's, but, as a Met fan? But it's it, it's absolutely true. It sums up everything that you feel as a Mets fan. And it's not even as much the team as it is the ownership at this point. And I feel like that they're doing everything they, in their power to not spend money, to make money... And they're not doing either of those things. Did you hear sure. about this whole nine-course no, baseball No, well, I was going to ask you about yes. that. What is that? So basically, they're, I mean, it looks pretty sweet. 
They're, um, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It looks pretty sweet because, you know, you could probably you probably score more than the Mets do. Seriously, it's a nine-hole golf course that they're putting on the field, and you tee off from the bleachers, from oh, the seats. Oh, hell no. I mean, it's so expensive and everything. It's not, I mean. you got to be kidding me. But, yeah, that's they're turning that. It's the first week of November they're doing this. Wow. But, I mean, he's absolutely right in every single sense of this. Like, you want to put a, if, if you want to sell tickets to see it, then don't betray the fans and sell the entire team for nothing. They gave away all of their prime players right. to contending teams. Right. Except the Yankees, damn it. It's crazy. And it, it just made me think about at what point is too much where the ownership just doesn't give a crap. And you, know, you know what? For the ahead. Mets, it would have only been more perfect if instead of a golf course, they would have made it a miniature golf course with a lot of, like, you know, get it through the gorilla's legs or, you know, hit it through the clown nose. That would have made – that would have been the perfect ending for a Mets season to make a miniature golf course because they're making, like, a cartoon of themselves. At it this really is that point. But, like like I said, it's just the ownership is so baffling to me that it's getting very frustrating – to root for a team where it seems like the ownership doesn't have any faith in right. the team that they're putting out there. And it, the first other teams that come to mind, and me not being a fan of these two teams, but the Raiders. Right. Well, yeah, and, because and the Chargers, they're moving. Right. More, more so the Chargers than the Raiders. Right. Just because that ownership has always not only treated the fans like garbage, but right. players. I mean, well, how many people were holding out or you know requesting trades away from them because they don't want to play under this ownership. Eli Manning. Exactly. And, you know, it's showing now because they're playing at a major league soccer stadium right. that holds less people than... But people are, like, loving it. People that are going saying, there's no bad sight line. It's great. But you, there's nobody going to these games. Well, 20,000 people yeah, versus 60,000. So it looks packed every game. Yeah. But, but like, but, the point being that it's just... It, when ownership clearly doesn't give a crap. No, uh, and or they just don't have the means, and they and they do these rinky dink little tricks to try to make like mu- like almost like a minor league team, right? And it's like James Dolan too with the whole Knicks and Rangers. Knicks, oh, the absolutely. Knicks more so than the Rangers. Yeah, I would definitely say the Knicks more so. But it just there's got to be a point where your frustration and you know the lack well, of giving a damn takes over. I mean, I've always said. You know, as far as being a hockey fan, I'm a diehard Rangers fan, but I also, you know, follow along to see what the other teams in, in you know, the region are doing. This goes along with your Mets story. Yeah. This this is as, as low as it gets to me as a fan. Sure. And I got to credit our boy Phil O'Donnell, who's been in. He's been killing it for us, man. He, by the way, he really has. He, <laughs> he, 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 we were talking about this offline, and he, and he kind of made me aware of it, and so I got to credit our boy Phil uh, for letting me in on this. But he's a huge Devils fan. And he was uh, discussing with me about um, Patrick Elias's retirement night. Oh, cool! It's scheduled for February twenty fourth, and um, they're going to have a you know pregame ceremony. And most teams, I'll give them credit for this. Most teams do it when they're playing like a dog of a team from a different conference or something. Something no one's going to want to go to, so they get they fill the butts in sure. the seats that, that makes way. Makes sense. The Devils are actually playing the Islanders that night. Ooh! So I was like, oh wow, this is a rivalry th- game. It's all good. right, it's awesome. this is. Pretty good. Then I looked further into the details of this. So, he, you know, Elias is the all-time leader in points, goals, and assists. He's going to uh, join Ken Danico, Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, and Martin Brodeur um, as the only members of the, of the team to have their jerseys 
retired to the rafters. So I'm like, this is really great that they're doing this. Then I read the fine print. So on Saturday, this is right from the Devils website. On Saturday, February 24th, before taking on the Islanders, the Devils will honor Patrick Elias by retiring his number to the Prudential Center rafters. Guarantee your seat for the game with this five-game patty pack. Oh, So wait, so... Okay, so they're only selling it in this pack. They're only selling it either you're a season ticket holder or you're buying it in a five-game package. That's such BS. That angers me and I'm not a Devils fan. I am not a Devils fan. I, I have five friends that are, and some family that are diehard Devils fans. That I, I give them every credit in the world. They live and die with the team, Phil being one of them. Right. Um, and some of my other friends and some family, they're all passionate Devil fans. If I'm a Devil fan, I am so pissed off about this. Yeah. I have to buy five games to go see one of my favorite all-time players. Now, my son Craig is a diehard Devil fan as well. His favorite player is Patrick Elias. Do you think I'm going to buy five games to get him to this game? Are you kidding me? That's brutal. And and that, based on the other, you know, that rumored picture that went out on social media of them inviting other right. fans to it, that's 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 exactly what I'm talking about, yeah, about inviting, ownership. Inviting other teams' fans to buy tickets to the game. And it, it, I guess this is kind of in my family tree somehow because my grandparents were diehard Brooklyn Dodger fans. Okay. And he, his least favorite team now in sports is the Dodgers. He felt so betrayed when they moved and sold the team to Los Angeles. Right. He just gave up on them. And I get where, like, if you're a Met fan and you're and you're over it, I get that. Right. And if you're a Chargers fan or a Raiders fan or a Rams fan, I get why you wouldn't want. I actually know two Rams fans, by the way. Not one, How? two. Two. And they both grew up on the East Coast. They both grew up here in New Jersey. Weird. My friend Gary and my friend uh, Dave Rotunda. I was going to say, if it was more somebody my age, it no, would make a little bit sense are, because of no, the Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk era. No, they were, they're my like They're all my Both of them are my age. And they both grew up. One in Hudson County grew up with me in Hoboken. And he's been a diehard Rams fan since we were kids. And my other friend Gary, Rams fan. It's very interesting. And go figure. But they, they are what they are. Yeah. I mean, but there are plenty of teams where... Brooklyn Dodgers, they just broke your heart and you just never cheered for them again. And I can respect that. But I almost feel like if somebody were to give up, say, on the Devils or the Mets or the Jets, just say, I don't necessarily have a problem with because how much can one fan stand until they're just like, you know what? I give up. Yeah, Throw up you, your hands and, and you're done. And if the, if the ownership seems to not give a damn about the team, why should you? You know. And I almost I almost dropped you another almost, you I almost, almost dropped another there. curse there. Yes, but uh, you did. Let's move on. Yeah. You were talking about the Jets a little bit, and we are you know two weeks into the NFL season. Hard to believe we're two weeks in already. It's crazy. And you know if you live in New Jersey, I'm pretty sure you can't go anywhere without seeing something about the New York Giants right now. One way or another. You're losing your mind if you're a Jets or Giants fan right about now. So here's the thing. So the Jets fans kind of went into the season knowing that they weren't going to be very good. I mean, there are a thousand to one odds in Vegas when the next worst team was two hundred to one. Right. I've never seen anything like that before. No, but I mean, they're going to be historically bad. That right. team is. I mean, if you can name me more than three people on that team, I give Bravo. you credit. I, I mean, they have a campaign. I mean, it's a goof between the fans, but the fans are calling it suck for Sam. 
Which, by the way, they could have reworded that a little bit, but neither here nor there. We're going to go move on right along. But, oh but I mean, the fans are almost like taking, like, it has a joke, like, hey, I hope, it, any Jet fan I know tells me the same thing. A- at this point, I just hope for 0-16 so we get the first pick. Yeah. Now, when yeah. that is your biggest hope, that's a problem. Yeah, but, and, and now going on the other side of MetLife Stadium, when you think about the Giants, this was a team Big that blue. a lot of people were predicting to win the NFC East. Steve Trevois. <laughs> he had to call that one out. I did. Let me tell you something about the Giants. <laughs> All right, we're referring to our nighttime host on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis, who we love and adore. And I got to say, and, and he's, we kid because we love him. And he's been killing it on social media, making oh, fun absolutely. of it, too. So he's, I gotta he's the give first him the one out in front of that. So I give him props, too. He's out in front of it, making fun of them. He was saying the offensive line couldn't be on Hollywood Squares because they'd never take the block. <laughs> I saw one with Ooh. with it in the um in the sewer, the clown, and then Eli Manning is like, like offensive line down here, and Eli's just crawling underneath. But anyway, oh, so here's anyway. here's here's my question with that: the team looks awful. Yep. I'm gonna just be flat out honest. The offensive line is terrible. Eli has been looking terrible. Absolutely. Um, and you know what, McAdoo. Oh, I was, was surprised. That, I, that was low. I gotta be. He, let me let me explain what he said exactly. Um, because we have a veteran quarterback who has played a lot of football, I expect us to get the ball snapped, and that's referring to a, 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 miss, a, a missed opportunity they, on right. on the goal line. Right, and they, they were going to go on fourth down, and then and they actually um, they ran out of time. They ran out of time. It was a delayed game. They backed up and kicked the field goal right. instead. Um, he had some good moments and some moments that weren't what we were looking for. I didn't like the interception when we got the turnover. The defense took the ball away. You know, it happened fast for him. I thought he should have went to the number two or checked the ball down. He was under duress all night. I thought he made some good things in the pocket, making some plays under duress, but the whole offensive needs work. We're not in rhythm right now. Now, here's the thing. McAdoo's not wrong. But. But. You're the head coach of a football team. You have either two responsibilities when you come off of, you know, right. if you're losing these games. You personally take the blame or you blame the entire right. team, not just the quarterback, not just the offense. You got to blame everybody. Right. Now, with the Giants and other 0 2 teams in the NFL, is it too soon to panic? I, I think for some teams, I think they have to panic. Yeah, I think the, Gi- I, I think the Giants are one. I of think them. the Giants better panic. Yeah. Because if they don't, they're going to find themselves really deep in a hole in a, tough, a very tough division. And they have the Eagles this weekend. They have the Eagles this and weekend. And if they lose this weekend, they're already 0-2 in the division. And right. 0-3. Right. And your chances of making the playoffs, mm, no. very slim. Right. Very slim. Now for us, we're Cowboys fans. Showed up week one. Didn't week show two. up week two <laughs> at so all. Not so much. I'm not no. panicking with them. And I think I think as far as Jet fans go, you're hoping for 0-16, so I, this is no surprise. Yeah. But the Jet fans are the only one that are really like, ah, you know what? We're okay with it. We knew this was coming. Well, it's everybody else that you know people were expecting to be contenders, and the I Giants mean, were definitely one of them. People were picking them to not only win the division; they're predicting them to go far. I've seen some Super Bowl predict- predictions. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. Well, I but think- I couldn't question it because we've seen Eli as and and you know I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not the biggest Eli Manning fan at all, but the dude knows how to win. Absolutely in the playoffs. Well, that's that was my whole point of why I got annoyed at this whole thing with McAdoo because you know what? This guy has two Super Bowl rings. He knows how to get the snap up. He made a mistake, but you don't call out your unquestioned leader of the team right. 
in front of everybody, especially in, in the when, press. Especially no when it's that offensive line, really, that I would blame more than anybody Absolutely. when it comes to the Giants. You know your line is clearly you know, insufficient and not protecting your quarterback the way they should. So, of course, he's rattled. And you know what? He probably, you know, he may might have made a mistake. And believe me, for me to defend Eli at this point, I, I mean, you know it's bad. Right. But he's he doesn't have a leg to stand on. He barely has time to throw. And you're, give, and you're getting on this guy to the press? And, and here's, pre- handle that behind closed doors. And here's the other thing. The two defenses that they played aren't necessarily the best defenses. I mean, the no. Cowboys have looked better, but they're not by any means no. a top 10 defense. But, I mean, you look at some of the other teams around the league that are 0-2. I'm going to give you two right now. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah. so here's, Cincinnati, they thought would compete. Right. And that's why, like, this past Thursday night game where it was the Bengals and the Texans, I expected that to be somewhat of a decent uh, game going into the season. Horrible. That was so difficult to watch. I fell asleep watching that <laughs> because too. it was so boring. <laughs> Me too. I mean, all right, so you throw Cleveland in. Cleveland is rebuilding. And here's the thing, and Cleveland doesn't even look that bad. They don't. Like, they Cincinnati really don't. looks like a bad 0-2 team. Right. Cleveland looks like a team that's right there yeah. that they're going to take the next step. Yeah. Um, let's go. Indianapolis. Without Andrew yeah, Luck. They're nothing, man. They're really nothing without him. And I'm going to bring that up in a little bit, too, because I do want to segue a little bit with the panicking. Um, right. But we'll, we'll get there. And the Chargers are 0-2. Okay. We were just talking about them. Yeah. They got a lot going against they them. They have a lot so. going against them, and I feel so bad for that kicker, man. I mean, one oh, wasn't his that fault. poor guy. Did you wait? Did you hear that the stadium set off fireworks after no. he missed the field goal? Oh no! <laughs> so Next week we'll be talking about sports blunders here on the Jersey Guys podcast. Um, but what I wanted to, to segue real quick, and we talked about fantasy football in the last episode. Now, if you're zero and two in fantasy football. Is it time to panic? I'd be thrown up by now if I was 0-2. Yes. Yeah, so I'd, be, I'd be all in kinds of a panic. I, I don't do well when I'm 0-1. Like last week in one of my leagues, yeah. I, I was 0-1. I was yeah. flipping out. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? My team's terrible. That's it. All I'm going to tell you is if your fantasy team is struggling right now, it it has only been two games. Whether or not you've had right. you know heartbreaks and injuries, I, I've, I know somebody in, in a league that has... Greg Olson, oh. Allen Robinson, Ooh. and had David Johnson. Oh, So it's tough. Yikes. It's tough, but again, it is only two weeks, and like we've said before, just keep looking at the waiver wire, right. and most importantly, it's fun. Keep having Enjoy fun it. with it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Make some pickups. You you know, hey, you never know who you pick up off the wire. That and you never be... know who's going to break out. Exactly. You just, and like, what you I was going to say before. You just got to do a little more work than everybody right. else. Like, like, things just aren't expected. I have T.Y. Right. Hilton as a, as a receiver who is basically not a receiver if Andrew Luck isn't out there. Exactly. It's, so it's, it's, it's a frustrating, but, right. you know, again, it's supposed to be fun, so keep having fun with it. Exactly. Enjoy. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for more of the New Jersey Guys sports podcast right here on NJ1015.com. Learn. Laugh. Stay informed. Podcasts from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. So here we are. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. Share your story with us. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast. Chris Wenneman, Dan Tantillo, hit us up. On Twitter at New Jersey Guys. Um, unfortunate story that we're gonna get into yeah. a little bit. Um, former middleweight champion boxer Jake LaMotta died at ninety-five. Um, you know, the the nineteen eighty movie Raging Bull that starred Robert De Niro uh, was basically about Jake LaMotta. 
Um, he died of complications from pneumonia and was in a nursing home in Miami, um, survived by his wife. Um, they're planning, I guess, stages of his memorial and funeral. Um, De Niro tweeted out earlier today, rest in peace, champ, in a statement. So uh, it's really tough. Jake LaMotta is one of those names that whether you're a fan of boxing or not, you know the name or you know the movie. Right. Um, you know, really, I think always one of the more underrated names in boxing when talking about the greats of all time. Definitely. And I think that's interesting, too, because I would argue that Raging Bull is maybe not. No, I would argue that it is the most popular boxing movie and one of the best sports movies ever. So it's a little bit interesting that maybe his name is right. not as talked about as much. Right. But when you think sports movies, Raging Bull always comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's faced some of the greats. He he had a career record of 83-19-4 with 30 knockouts Oof. in a career that lasted anywhere from, I think, 1941 to 54. That's so, impressive, man. I mean, you're talking about a guy, you know, he got the nickname Bronx Bull. Yeah. So He was a scrappy one. He was a scrappy one. You know, but there were allegations, you know, that, you know, he wanted to take a dive um, to get himself moved up and to, you know, try to box for a championship, but he had to take a dive first, yeah. and then everything kind of spiraled from there. But, you know, it. I think not only is his story great, I think it's one of the great sports movies of all definitely, time. Definitely, definitely. Raging Bull is absolutely phenomenal. De Niro, uh, probably one of my favorite roles De Niro ever played. Right. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about sports movies, um, you know, just to honor um, Lamato a little bit and to honor the the movie that you know was essentially made for him. Um, what's one of your favorite sports movies, Danny? So I've. I sp- I wrote it down a couple, and I, I wanted to split it between some of the newer movies and some of the, the classics. Okay. Are we doing, sp- like, by each sport, or are we just doing I your just wrote down. I okay. just wrote down a bunch of favorites. Um, and actually, no, it's not all different sports. Okay. So a couple of the classics. Okay. Number one that comes to mind is a movie that will make me tear up every single time I watch it. And I think any grown man who has seen Brian's song. Oh, goodness. Oh, like just it's thinking so, about that speech. At the, I know. Oh, it gets yeah. me every time. Yep. It's an absolute brilliant movie if you've never seen it. It follows so good in the life movie. of uh, Brian Piccolo yep. and Gail Sayers. Um, phenomenal. And again, it's a real tearjerker. Um, another one I'll say is more of a classic because it came out before I was born. I'm 26 years old, and that's Major League, man. Oh, I love that, that movie. That movie cracks me love up that every movie. time I see it. Absolutely. And it's it's partly because of, I mean, it's funny. It's laugh out loud, hysterically oh, hyster- funny. There are lines from that I use all the time. But to at the same day. time, just the cheesy 80s montage music that goes on in between sequences. Absolutely. That makes you crack up just like, I don't know if that was meant to be funny at the time. But it is now. It's hist- like right. it makes the whole movie funny now. But the movie stands the test of time. For sure, it's still hysterical. For sure. Um, as uh, for the the newer ones, and believe it or not, two of the newer ones that I wrote down are both boxing movies. Really? One was Million Dollar Baby, and that's another okay. movie that's a little bit tough to watch. Right. Especially towards oh, it's the very, end. Right. It's very tough. I'm not going to say any no. of the spoilers because in case you didn't see it. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, uh, Hillary Swank was unbelievable in that movie. Um, and the other one is a boxing movie, uh, The Fighter. Oh, I love that movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and Chris, such a great movie. And Christian Bale might be my favorite actor of the past 
15 years or so. He's a guy that is fully dedicated to whatever role he yep, was playing. Absolutely. And he, you know, he's playing a junkie. He looked like he a junkie. He definitely looked man. like a junkie that basically couldn't, you know, uh, quit the habit and it's a great story both of them uh Wahlberg and and he were both a great a great pairing in that movie and then hardball was another one that i wrote down as well i don't know if you've ever seen it. that's with keanu reeves and he's no coaching. i didn't see that one. that's another one that i guess the, i would say that that's chicago that's the brian song of my generation oh wow okay that's where there's one scene every single time that if you bring up to anybody who's in their 20s that have seen that movie they'll say oh yeah i, I cried okay. during that scene so All it's right. another one of those. Um, what about you? What, do you? what are some ones that came to mind? All right. So the one that comes to mind right off the bat, one of my favorite movies of all time, in, of course, because I'm a Notre Dame fan, is Rudy. Yeah. I love I love Rudy. I mean, that movie, that's another one where there's scenes in that that you just, no matter how many times I watch them, a tear rolls to my eye at the yeah. same, at, at same time. Uh, another one is on football is the program. I don't Did think I've seen, seen that. Oh, you need to see the program. What's that about? The program is about... Um, basically, like um, a college team, mm-hmm. and Omar Epps, okay, is like the young running back freshman that comes in and like tries to learn the ropes of of being on a big collegiate program. Yeah, and it's it's so good. It's got so much um, different you know things going on like with the players, and it's really good. Um, you know, from you know, uh, guys taking steroids to other guys, you know, getting in trouble off off the field yeah. and thinking they're invincible, and you know, the coach who's trying to keep them all together. Ironically, played by James Conn, who was in Brian Song. Mm. So and he plays a great a, a great coach in yeah. this movie. So definitely, I would check it yeah, out. Yeah, I've, I've never it's, even heard of it. It's, uh, it's it's from I want to say the ni- mid nineties. Okay, yeah, but check it's it called the sure. program. You really enjoy it. Um, I would say, I was just watching this the other day, and it's a great golf movie for any golfer, especially you, Tin Cup. Tin Cup, and you know what? I have completely forgot about Caddyshack. Oh, and Caddyshack how is... I didn't... There's, <laughs> there is a, uh, there's a, a moment in Caddyshack, and I did, <laughs> there's a video somewhere on the internet out there of me... On the just, interwebs? Just me doing the Bill Murray... It's a it's, it's Cinderella, Cinderella story. story. I mean, every guy does that. It's that, and the fact that when he's like calling out all right. these things, he's like he's saying how far it is, and then picks a club that doesn't even like match right. up with the no, distance. Not even. He's got about a five iron here. He's got a uh, hundred and ten yards to go. A Caddyshack is just legendary. <laughs> I don't know for, how I didn't yeah. think of that. Oh now, my god, Caddyshack, and I'm telling you, if you've never seen Tin Cup. With Kevin Costner, so many great lines in it. Yeah, it, it's really enjoyable for a golf fan. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I mean, baseball. There's so many great baseball movies that I love. Since you went Major League, I'm gonna go Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, just that's... because, and I, you know, Field of Dreams. If you want something more, you know, drama filled. Right. But I'm gonna say for something enjoyable and something to laugh at, Sandlot is and one. Sandlot of the best. is one of those things that like you're killing me, Smalls. It's just one of the most quotable movies. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Um, hockey. I'm going old school. There's a really obscure movie, and only hockey fans really know it. Okay. Um, with Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze. Called um, Young Blood. It's an I'm old eighties movie. It's an old eighties movie Cast. about Rob Lowe playing hockey in Canada, and like playing in minor leagues. Absolutely, Patrick Swayze is phenomenal, 
And only like real diehard hockey fans love this movie. I've it's never a, even heard of yeah, it. Yeah, but if you watch it, you as a sports fan, you'll totally understand why. Cool. Or Miracle. Yeah. Such a great movie. Yeah. So well done about the 1980. And that's something team. that was, you know, that's a movie that I really enjoyed growing up because I wasn't there and I didn't witness it. Right. But so I think it was, that, and you know, I mean, Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks, phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal yeah, role for, sure. for him. Um, so I, that's it. And, and a really good, like basketball movie. I mean, there are, there are some good basketball movies. I mean, white man can't jump. Yeah. I was thinking I've that said too. That's the first one that came <laughs> to mind. I was thinking that too. But there are, I mean, uh, there's some other ones, I guess, like, I don't know. Um, there's, I can't I'm think sure. of the name right now, but there was the movie about the, I want to say it was university, of Texas, El Paso at the time. Or maybe oh. that's what it was now. That's what it's called now. Oh, it was just on the other day. Um, I think um, I see it, but from old. I mean, Hoosiers. Is, yeah, is Hoosiers. Legendary. Coach Carter of, of a more recent Co- one, right? And it's, Basketball Diaries. I it's really bothering me that I can't think of this movie right now. It's where they had mostly um, African American players, and this was like the first yep. time that they really happened, and they were, you know. Playing up against Kentucky, who was a powerhouse at the time, and they really, you know, weren't expected to do anything. There was a lot of racism going on at the time, and that was more of a recent movie. Glory Road. Glory Road. Man, I knew that too. And that's a that one's a pretty good one too. That was one that I saw when I was a teenager, and I guess I didn't really understand. I knew what was going on in the sixties, right. but I never re- like I've never heard somebody. Can we count Space Jam? I was going to ask you the same question. <laughs> I'm counting Space Jam as a great basketball movie. Sorry. Hey, man. I, I grew up on the Looney Tunes, man. I, and I, another I'm great right one, because I'm a Denzel fan, I got to include He Got Game. He Got Game. or, or Such yeah. a great movie. Yeah. But that's because I'm a huge Denzel fan. So, all right. So, we talked a little bit um, about the movies. And we got one more thing to bring up really quickly. Interesting story um, out of New Jersey, actually. Yeah. So, this is... um. The idea of using video replay for close calls during high school football games. Um, the NJ State Interscholastic Athletic Association says there aren't currently plans to do so, even if the move gets the green light from the national level. Um, my opinion on this? Why, man, just let the kids play. Let them play. It's not, at least here in New Jersey, high school football is not that important to the point where you need to be having video officials and stopping the pace of play let the kids play let them learn you know you got to keep in mind that instant replay wasn't even a thing until recently in professional and collegiate sports so like what's the point of doing it at the high school level where really all they're trying to do is have fun most of these kids aren't going to play college football and see i disagree why the game is the game is progressing the game is progressing whether on all levels the game is progressing, so progress with it. If, if you know, if they're doing replay on the collegiate level and the pro level, it can be done. Where are you getting the money to do this? Well, that's the thing. That's, it's yeah. It's, no, 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 no. Next, what, what are, you, are we going to have it for flag football next? If somebody, you know, hey, maybe step, the flag didn't come out of his pocket. That's so stupid. Maybe the flag didn't get taken off his belt. Well, apparently, how do this, you know? Is it, <laughs> I like I I like the idea. I know, techn- from a technical standpoint, uh, standpoint, it's going to be difficult. But I think the concept it should be discussed. I I think you should have a, a bigger discussion about this than just say, well, it's only high school football. It doesn't matter. I disagree with that 
I think there should be a discussion and say, hey, is this possible? I mean, I know a lot of video is either run, you know, by students or, you know, from up in the press box. Yeah, so you, you don't I mean. have anything close. But on certain plays, can it be done or can it be used? Absolutely, I think. I think it's way too much to ask for. I don't know how you're going to be able to afford all of those cameras to get all those different angles for a high school football game. When, you know, my high school football team, we had one guy up in the press box <laughs> Hitting record and that was that's it. That's all you had. You think and he could he could play up. it back and and watch it and decide whether the guy was. Uh, I'm it. sorry, sir. Uh, official, I can't hit. I can't can, hit rewind. You can hit. You can hear. Yeah, you can hear. You know the, the geeky AV kid up there. You know trying to to mess with it and. Well, meet. if he's the geeky AV kid, he should be able to hit rewind and play back. <laughs> No. We'll see what happens with this. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon in New Jersey. And frankly, Boo. I don't think it's it's necessary. Oh well, say you. Well, I tell the kid who's crying because he his foot was in bounds and the ref called him out. Yeah, well, grow up. Oh, wow, look at that. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, I really didn't think we were going to disagree on this. I was hoping oh, I, to, I was hoping to bring it up. And for those who have been listening to the radio station as of recently, you'd be aware that there is no air conditioning in this building. Right. So I was like, oh, we're, we're just going to talk about this and. Be able to open the doors and get some air in here again. And no, nope, you had to disagree. It's funny. When we disagree, it all of a sudden gets hotter in the studio that <laughs> we're does. recording it in. It does. It's almost like our tempers are getting the best of us and it's playing I'm mind tricks with us. right now. All right. That's going to do it for us, the Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Swenderman along with Dan Tantillo. You can tweet at us. Let us know what you want us to talk about at the New Jersey Guys on Twitter. Dan? Chris? We're out. Yep. Yeah.